You're on the dock with Pastor Troy here. We're in an incredible series here, and we are just loving it, loving it, loving it. On the dock is all about conversations that will propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. Thanks for joining us. I know you're on one of our platforms that you wouldn't be watching, but I want you to know we have lots of platforms that you can check out and connect with. YouTube is our primary video platform. iTunes and Spotify are there. Google Podcasts, Facebook, RoyQ. If you got a RoyQ TV, set it up. Go in there and download the SermonNet app. Look up on the dock with Pastor Troy. We'd love to have your rumble and uh, sermon that itself has a great app that you can use on your TV or travel with. And then we've got our, our social media partners. We're out there on Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, Twitter. We'd love to talk with you, chat with you about what's going on. We'll put out a lot of things in there. Like Rogers, our guest today has got a prolific writer. Uh, we'll have book links and blogger links. So you can check all that out. So when you find our different sites, please hit subscribe, hit notify, hit the bell, let yourself know when podcasts are coming up and make sure you comment and tell other people, Please tell other people about what we're doing at On The Dock. We want to get the word out there. And by the way, hey, Patreon is our partner. We do partnerships and sponsorships. If you want to check out how to make uh, be a part of our family here at On The Dock, we'd love to have you. And we've got some good information there about how you can do that. And we'll, we'll be doing more and more with that in the days ahead. But you can find all these things. If you're confused, I've confused you. You don't know how to find a platform. Mm-hmm. Go to onthedock.org. Go there, and all of our platforms are available. There's quick links there. Also tells you how to download them and those kind of things. Also, you can find our Patreon link there, and you can even email us if you have a question. We've got somebody by the name of Donna Kronuski. She will help you. She's our executive producer, and she will get information back to you. Info at onthedoc.org will help you out. We're back in the studio here. We're in our FCA and Nation of Coaches series in part three of that. It's been so good. Go back and listen to part one and two. Uh, we're talking today to Roger Light, and we're going to be talking about his work as an author. He's got incredible resources. And now he's with a whole new organization. He's starting over 27 years with FCA. And now year one with Nation of Coaches. I've got Roger Leip here in our studios and on the dock. And he's ready to go. Roger's got all kinds of experience. Globetrotter. He is so well known in Southern Illinois. He's worked with Saluki football, Saluki basketball, men's, women's, volleyball, Southern Illinois minors. I mean, he's worked with hollow groups, junior high groups. I mean, everybody knows Roger or are people from his team here, but, but Roger has been a big part of this, but <laughs> Roger's also known in, but on the other side of the iron curtain, he's known, he's known in <laughs> as South as Central America. He, he's got relationships internationally. We've talked about those in uh, the last episode. Go back and check those out. They're just, incredible but he's with been with the fca for 27 years and we're gonna be talking in this episode about his new work with nation of coaches we'll get to that in just a minute here uh just by the way roger is married to sharon Leip, who i like sharon and i like her just a little better than you <laughs> and he, he's got a great son and daughter two two grandkids and roger's been one of my good friends and spiritual mentors for a long time for my entire christian life i've been around roger and what an amazing amazing man he's gonna have some coaches joining us in the next two podcasts you do not want to miss we've got a great it's going to be outstanding three of the most outstanding uh coaches in this region head coaches in different sports you're going to want to hear these guys they are going to be great roger's going to move to be my co-host in 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 those two episodes and we're going to talk to them about how they do the stuff roger's talking about at the at the local school level 
these guys are people of excellence. You're going to enjoy mm-hmm. hearing them. I'm hoping to get Kerry back. I, I would love to get Kerry. I'm going to talk to him today. We'll make the ask. I'll, I'll get to ask him. I like, he's got Daryl Wimberly on his, on his group. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got some good coaches that are Christians. Excellent. Guys. I'm trying, I'm trying to talk into coming in and doing a wildcat football, a Christian coaches thing about, oh, that'd be brilliant. Cause I know they've got a great heart. He's got a great heart for God. I've served his team many times and I just love that. So you've got great ones coming in. We'll talk about them real soon here. Um, so Roger, we, we've taken a look at your amazing work at, at, at SIU, minors, the huddles, the camps, uh, your amazing international work. But I, you've done over the time, you, look at this, guys, on, on the screen here. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six books. Is, it, is this everything? No, there's some more. I knew there was more. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. These are just the easy ones to find. Um, I've got, we got them on the table. This book here, right here, you need to get that book right there. That book, if you've got a coach that means a lot to you, you've got a, uh, your kids are being coached, maybe just buy that as a gift. I mean, buy that. Hey, you, you moms out there, buy that for the coach's wife. Nobody thinks about the wife of the coach. Yeah. Get out there and get that. That, that. The bad part about Roger's books are is you can take the word coach out and put pastor in, and they work just as well for us. Mm-hmm. So if you're a pastor out there, don't be confused with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Understand being a pastor is is a sport itself. And really everything you do, the heart of the champion, I mean, book of prayer, these will all work. If you just transcribe the te- your church as the team and, and your role as the coach, as the shepherd, uh, it, it just honestly, Roger, it works. I, I You know what I may have to do? I, I, I gave you an episode of challenge. It, now that you're in a new start, mm-hmm. you need to rewrite these for pastors. But I'm just <laughs> thinking here. I could probably plagiarize you pretty well and, and rewrite these, and I could have a whole new career myself. So I may not do it. Get out there and check these out. Roger, uh, just incredible work you're doing with these books. Uh, just tell me for a minute, if you would, I, I just want about each of these books. I'm going to leave these up, so if you want to target them or talk about them. But multi-book author, okay, okay, I'm still confused. FCA, uh, Sunday director for all these years. Huddles, junior high, high school, co- collegiate. You got the pro. We figured out how you got to the pro baseball. We figured out all this stuff. International globe trotting. Okay, I, I got it. You know, Fred pushes us out, mm-hmm. and, and then you take those skill set here. They work just as well out there, and it's great. Okay, writing books. Do do all the FCA directors across the? Did they all write prolifically? Write this. Well, how, what's up with that? It's the weirdest thing. Did it rather backwardly, as a lot of things happen with me. Uh, stumble upon them uh, it was funny when um, I first started serving women's basketball back about 94 95 uh, started working with that team and uh, practice one day and one of the coaches is just frustrated as can be the team was starting and it played poorly so far and there was just division in the team and coach telling me this and I'm going what in the world what am I going to do with this and how can I help this thing and so I thought you know what I'll just write a letter to the team. I'll write a letter. So I'm at home typing on this letter, thinking, how do I do that? I wrote a note to the coach. At the same time, I'm going, I'm going to write a note to the coach, offering to serve coach. I don't know what I can do, blah, blah, blah. What she'll let me do. Didn't know her standing with Christ at all or anything. This other coach, I'm going to write the letter. And so I go with two envelopes to the <laughs> to the to the ball game that night. I give it to her way early in pregame. Give them. I said, Mary Helen, here's a note to Coach Scott, just saying, please, may I serve in in some way? And then here's a letter I wrote to the team. And if it's too forward, if it's too, throw it away. But it, just don't compromise yourself with the head coach. Okay. So she takes both letters. She goes back. They go, they come out for the 
for the game to tip off. And she walks by and she goes, hey, she read the letter to the team. I'm like, oh, my. Oh, my. And I'm going, oh, Lord, we really need to play well today. Yeah. And they're going, and it, <laughs> up, we're up by 20 at halftime. Mary Helen walks by. She goes, hey, write more letters. Write more letters. And I said, hey, play another half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just halftime. And okay, we won by 24. Wow. And now they're all gaga. And I'm thinking, well, how do you follow that? Right. Do you expect this? Is it a rabbit's foot? Is it a good luck charm? Right. No. So guess what? Keep writing. And so season to season, I would write enough for a basketball team. Uh, for a basketball season. And that's this is this heart of a champion is 12 seasons of basketball writing. Absolutely. You just turn that in pre-game, pre-game it, coaches coaches wound up using those every year. Gee they would read it was written on my letterhead and it, it looks like a de- it reads like a devotional but it was in letter form. And so it was very personal. And and they would stand there and read it out loud with the team in pre-game. Right that before is, they'd go tip off. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Well, that's this smart is, work. You know, like, that's amazing. God. So totally the Lord And you translated it. that then into Spanish yeah. for your work in, in Central in Latin America. Latin America, yeah. Wow. And uh, it was funny. All of those had one uh, U.S.-born person do the translation first and paid her to do it. And she worked really hard and all that. And I know. I took it to uh, Honduras and I gave it to my friend Tito. And I said, Tito, is this okay? And he looks at me and he no. says, this was done by a... Uh, a gringa, see? And I said, yeah, not a first language Spanish speaker. Yes. And I said, oh. I, said I said, you can tell? And he said, I can tell. I said, yeah. oh, Tito, what do I do? He says, have my wife, Zulema, have her um, edit it. I said, she would do that, yeah. And so I, I paid her to edit the thing, and it took months and months and months more. But we have a good first language Spanish version and so it reads more like Central American. Spanish. I had the exact same thing happen. Oh when I was doing the work in La Entrada, planning the churches there, I had all my training stuff for the new members. That would, we, I believe there would be a crusade and there'd people yeah. come to Christ, but then I'd need to train them and then they become the baptized of the church. So I took all my, my training stuff, my plumb line type stuff, mm-hmm. and I had a local person translate it. I, I sent it down in advance, and, and, and all they could say to me is, this is ununderstandable in Honduras Spanish. Yeah. This is like somebody from Spain translated this. This is, I understand what they're saying, but nobody here will take this serious in any way, shape, yep. or form. Yep. And so I end up having to have it all retranslated myself, mm-hmm. and I just remembered that the what's happening in Central America is quite different than even Mexico, and exactly. quite different than that, yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of like in the Bible, they always knew they were from Galilee based on their their, their talk. Exactly. And, and I, I was using that in, in a Wednesday night class last night at our church. We have a wonderful, wonderful staff member. Her name's Karen Nanny. She's from Kentucky. She has a beautiful Kentucky-sounded <laughs> accent. And you know that she's from Kentucky when she talks it's just so sweet and the sweet tea's in there and i was telling everybody it's that's how they knew about the galileans they had that galilean they had that sweet tea accent you know what? so yeah i the, that, that the things you learn in this process is unbelievable oh, absolutely. and it, it god just always gives you somebody to get you out of the hole and that was what was great is um here mary helen is the one who opens the door to doing that and okay when we do it through seven basketball coaches they kept reading them in pregame okay i'll just keep writing and see what happens and then eventually i'm like one of these days we're going to have enough for a whole 365 day a year book and sure enough that's what that is and then it went suddenly they're in in spanish and i'm going you got to be kidding me and so there are guys i've met in the dominican republic or cuba or in other places they know me as an author more than they know me as roger the guy from carbondale 
And uh, that's that's amazing. Well, pick another one of these books here that's out there. Give us the target audience, maybe a thesis overview, why you penned it. We heard that one. Give, give us another one. What's your next one? I'm looking at the competitor's book of prayer. Um, back in 2014, I'm sitting there in the airport with my wife getting ready to go on vacation, trying to get my brain from go fast work mode to slow down re- vacation mode. And it wasn't working very well, but I'm sitting there with my phone and I'm thinking, we tell our players to pray about their life in Christ, but who gives them a model? Right. Unless they grew up in the church, they grew up in a home where people prayed out loud. They don't know how to pray. I thought, how do we, who's going to do that? How did that happen? And I thought, you know what? Jesus gave his guys a model. It's right there in Matthew chapter six. So I'm like, well, who's going to do that? I guess it's me. I'm the one thinking about it. So I thought, I sat there in that airport and wrote 60 situations like we're going to the emergency room. We lost last night. We're eliminated from the playoffs. We won a championship. I'm going to get surgery tomorrow. How do you pray about those things? And so I started writing prayers. I'm look, I'm Baptist guy. We we think it's holier to do to pray extemporaneously. Right. But I'm reading the the pilgrims i'm yeah, reading is, i was i was methodist this is quite methodist exactly, here it's a common yeah, prayer exactly, book yeah right. right and i'm reading the anglican church's book of common prayer and i'm thinking these are models we book. need to do this and so i thought it started compiling prayers as i for nine months wrote in my phone prayers to be able to share with people in sport and i use them all the time either electronically or on paper, photocopy a page. There's a, the, op, the opposing page, and every one of those is a place for you to journal. journal. I love and it. it thrills my heart when I see a player come up to me and say, Raj, I prayed this prayer when I was about to jump this pole vault the other day. I was at the meet, and here's what I prayed. And I wrote this down in my journal. I said, thank you so That's much. Great. Because I'm finding, I'm trying to find a way for them to connect their hearts to the Lord right there on the pitch, right, right there on the court and on the track. And where they they're looking to the Lord in the middle of their sporting experience. It seems like as pastors, we have books of worship or prayer manuals or marriage mm-hmm. or funeral manuals. And it seems to me like even a, maybe a young FCA leader, a huddle leader, could use this also to kind of model some of their prayers for various. Could almost use it as a tool to to shape their stuff, even as a leader. I don't know if you aimed it that way, but it yeah, certainly could help sure. be a coaching tool. Absolutely, uh, for a young leader. I have it all the time where somebody will say, "Raj, hey." I, this situation is happening. Do you have a prayer that can, and so sure enough, I have one and I'll turn around and text it to them. And they turn around and share it with all the players. Like a teammate died, a coach died. How do you pray about that stuff? They don't know. Yeah. And so this helps us figure out how do we, this enables us to, it helps us express our hearts to the Lord when we don't know. How. Yeah. And you know, as a pastor, I, I can pray extemporaneously easily. Sure. And, and, but, but a lot of us, when the, we're new or we're in a situation, we're thrown out in the spotlight, we're on the stage, the platform, you know, we're up before a team, uh, you know, the one thing a coach doesn't want you to do is take up, you know, 20 minutes yeah. of his practice with yeah. a long prayer that's like war and peace. What they, well, and the players don't have an attention span for that yeah. either. No. They're wanting to compete. They're, they're, they're gearing up. But, but at the same time, everybody bows their head still in the locker room. They want to listen for a moment. And, and you need to be succinct. So I wouldn't, as a young FCA huddle group leader, you get a chance to be a character coach. It's, it's not a bad thing to jot some notes down. Maybe yeah. if you're asked to lead Absolutely. a prayer, wouldn't be scared of that. Even if you were a former Baptist, or Baptist, you know, and you're, you're, <laughs> people talk 
talk bad about you, you want to make sure your words are chosen. Maybe if they're tight, you know, I still use adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Even when I'm praying extemporaneously, I'll make sure I hit those four things so I land my marks. And that's just acts, ACTS, adoration. You know, you you, you speak highly of the Lord, you know, gracious Lord, uh, confession, you confess the sins, thanksgiving, what you're thankful for, and then supplication, what you're asking for. So basic models, but I, I think it's a great tool you've done there, Roger. Fantastic. What's another? What's, tell me about one of the other books, Target Audience, and let's let's hear that. Uh, one of the other things there is um, front lines. Uh, years ago, I was talking with one of my colleagues in Great Britain, and we had talked about collaborating on a book uh, that was very practical tips for character coaches or sports chaplains. What do you do day to day? How do you approach these situations, wow. uh, preseason, postseason, all these things that happen, coaching transitions? How do you manage all that stuff that's very practical, not philosophy of ministry kind of stuff, more everyday situational, these things are going to happen. How do you deal with them? Wow. And, uh that's come up. Is this your newest book? That's the newest. That's thing. your newest yeah, book. Yeah. And uh, so I started working on that and he went off doing other things. And I thought, you know, I think I have something to offer here and worked it together, talked with my publisher. He said, yep, let's do it. And then I had a lot of work to do to pull it together. In fact, and like we had mentioned earlier, uh, off camera, we were talking that um, my blog writing informs these things. A lot of that book came from blog posts that I had written about so you pulled situations. Your blog. Yeah. Yep. Pulled them into this book project because they they were on the mark for the idea. Wow. Char- character qualities of a sports chaplaincy. Persistence, discernment, intuition, confidence, empathy, loyalty, high committed but irreligious. Watch your attitude. Through what lens do you view sports? I just if you just take those opening things, all that would work with a pastor. Yeah, training young you pastors, go. training young leaders. Yeah. just you're. I, I think you you've certainly placed your work in a certain genre, yeah, in a and, niche. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a niche, but it really is expandable. This is a beautiful. And what's funny about this, I, I see all your acknowledgments. Of course, Fred, who's our, yeah. both of our spiritual mentors. I, I love the fact that you've written this. But what's funny about it is it just cries. We're going to be going in a minute with coaches of nations. Yeah. It's right up your alley. Yeah. You can just see the transition of your heart to kind of, as we get older, you know, I, I, early on I planted uh, Highland Hope and Table of Grace in mm-hmm. Waterloo. And, and then I coached some people. I wrote a book called Making Church from Scratch. But really I'm at the stage now where most of my work is training 26 leaders in Thailand to plant churches. You kind of get to the stage where you have something to share, yeah. but you don't necessarily want to run the race anymore, exactly. but you've run enough races that people know you could run or you might could run or you did run. And so I, I just see right now, there's just a wealth of knowledge in your ears. That's what I, the reason I started blogging back in 07 was I, I had been in this network, uh, both in the U S and then abroad for a little bit of all these sports chaplains. And a lot of them are brilliant people Nobody writes anything down. No. <laughs> it was making me crazy. I'm thinking, all these guys have great stuff to offer, but they won't write it down. And so, consequently, they can't share it with anybody. So, what I said is I, I would meet these guys in various places in the U.S. and around the world, and i say, that's a brilliant idea. May I share that with that's other great. people? And I would listen to them. I'd write their idea down, and then I'd turn around and, and email it. I have a huge email network of like, as of yesterday, it was like 478 
character coaches, sports chaplains around the world. Mm-hmm. And so I email them directly, and then I archive those things on a blog. I mean, the, the blog costs nothing. It's a very simple thing. Google owns it, and I just, boom, there it is. And there's an archive of all those things that we've written across 14 years now. And that's what's fun about this is I get to share other people's ideas as well as the ones that I have done. And sometimes it's, I read this book, here's my insight from this, and, and I just share it. And what's fun is, I mean, I'm the poorly educated guy in the room, uh, JUCO dropout, all that. But my friends in academia in Great Britain are telling their students, you need to be getting this guy's email list. You need to get on his email. You need to read his blog. You need to read his books. And I'm going, this is so amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? uh, I know. you I put up just real quick because, like I said, blogs, character coach, sports chaplain blog. So you've got a whole blog for character coaches. There's the the link to that. We'll have that in our show notes. Daily Devotions for Competitors. That's probably... That's this book. That's the heart of the champion. In electronic fashion. And then the Corazon... uh, How do you say that? Corazon de un campeón. So that's the Spanish version of it. Same thing. Gosh, mm-hmm. you not only did the book, but you did the blog too. Wow! <laughs> and then prayer and sports, I love yep, that. That's that, this book. That's the that's the journal book. Mm-hmm. And then you have your YouTube video with lots of other good stuff on it. So, like I said, Rogers just—I mean, not only does he write, but you—I can see how they are all connected now. It's really, yeah. really. And that's the point for me with the blogs. I mean, it took a lot of hard work to write the book, of course. But I'm—it's not a profit center to him for me. I'm trying to share broadly these ideas that the Lord has given. And so uh, for me, it's like, no, you put your stuff on there because I intend to give it away. Yeah. I link it broadly. I share the the simple links to that thing with Latin American sports chaplains by WhatsApp every single morning. I send it to them. They turn around, send it to the players they're serving, to the coaches they're serving. And it's simple. It goes by text message, a link to that website every day. Well, I appreciate what you're doing with that. That's amazing that your stuff's moving around. I get your stuff all the time. I mean, I you sent me links, but a lot of these I get every morning, some of your blogs still. Uh, appreciate and I love that. it. I do, and I enjoy them a lot. Uh, coaching our family business. Mm-hmm. I blew these up a little bit. Yep. I, I think that's just wonderful because that could be pastoring our family business. Yeah. I've, re- I've fa- fabulous work there. Absolutely could substitute <laughs> devotions for pastors and pa- pastors' wives. It's funny that one, um, that phrase, coaching is our, in essence, our family business. Everybody's came from in. Chris Lennon, Coach Lennon's wife, she talked about their life as a coaching family. Yep. And she said, you know, we decided early on when it was just us and our little kids that coaching is going to be our family business. That's right. And I thought, that's a brilliant and concept. And she, she, she represented that exactly. wonderfully. I spent a lot of time with her. We, we interacted at church a couple times. What a wonderful, godly woman. Godly, Listen, what I like about this is that is so true. That's a decision you make early on. Some pastors, I'm the pastor, my family's separate. Yeah. But my wife it goes by Mother Beth here because yeah. she's the mother of the church. Yeah. She learned that in Liberia, yeah, exactly. that, a, that a pastor's wife's the mother. I think a coach's wife can be a mother of the team, no the doubt. lead mother, absolutely. Many of them are. And what, what was fun about these is those things are created – I'm not assuming which person, husband or wife, is the coach. In many cases, it's the the wife is the definitely coach. now it could be exactly, especially with and the proliferation of women's sports exactly. and a lot of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've written it in that regard. And so you've so, kept it neutral gender wise, so it works either way. For yeah, yeah absolutely. Husband yeah. wife things are still, especially as as outlined by the Bible. Because you have those significant huddles of women's sports, whether it's at high school, whether absolutely. you're working with women's basketball or volleyball. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, this afternoon we're going to have a volleyball coach in mm-hmm. that's working with female yeah. volleyball. Yep. So you know it's. It 
it goes every direction. Exactly, and what's it's set up for five days a week, uh, five days a week of devotional reading, and there, so there's five big ideas within one uh, larger idea. And then there's discussion questions at the end of each one. It probably takes them two minutes to read each of those things. And then there's some discussion questions, or they can be there for contemplation if you're reading by yourself. But it's set up to where husband and wife could sit there at breakfast and read it together and discuss what's going on. Or uh, at the end of the day, you can read it. And um, But so, that's what I'm asking. So which came first, coaching our family business or whistles and wedding rings? Whistles and wedding rings was first. It's funny how that came to be. We're sitting in an FCA staff meeting in Springfield, Illinois, and one of our colleagues from Champaign says, hey, guys, I'm looking for a good resource for coaches and their wives. And we looked around at each other. And we're going, well, there's lots of husband and wife stuff out there, but I don't know anything that directly speaks to coaching life. Right. And we looked at each other, and we're going, I don't know. I elbowed the guy next to me. I said, you want to write it? And he goes, yeah. Well, he has three little kids at home, and so he's not going to write. But I thought, I got busy and, and wrote it, and um, I'm pleased with how it turned out. And I think it does kind of speak to that coach's heart in terms of how, how do we make family work in all this, and, and how do we make our family in a in a God-honoring way and really make this rich? Embracing respect, devotion, loyalty, sacrifice, and intimacy. That's the first half of the book. Yep. And Roger goes in the second half. I love it. The, Roger uses the five tools of baseball and talks about the five-tool coaching family. How you, how, you know, in baseball, it's run. It's run, throw, hit for power, hit for average. And, and he takes that and he kind of – puts that into language that can work in the family. Yeah. I mean, if you can, and you run, you're going to run a busy lifestyle. You're going to be running a lot. So can you manage to have a good relationship while on the run? Because there's always something. The season's always happened. Even a lot of people think when the season's over, it's over really for good coaches. It's just starting. Yep. And uh, can you hit for average? In other words, you're, we want your relationship to last a long time. Can you run the long way and really hit for average? And can you hit for power, meaning make a big impact right away? And so that's what's going to happen. You're a high school football coach. You get four years with those kids at best. Can you make a deep relationship difference in them in four years? All right. This is incredible what you've done. We're going to give you links to those in just a minute. Let me switch gears with you, Roger. Mm -hmm. 27 years uh, you you switch courses and you switch you you, you get on a whole new ship. Mm-hmm. You don't just switch. You know inside that you get a whole new ship called Nations of Coaches. So I, I, it's a whole new thing. Yeah. It's got a whole new setup. It, it it leads into you can just see where your whole life's moved mm-hmm. this direction, and you can already see in in front lines where that's you're just pouring that out. I want to do this because I think a lot of people FCA we know about in mm-hmm. Southern Illinois. We've been a part of your career. Mm-hmm. Our church supports you. I support you. We've been a part of that. But when, when we say nations of coaches, a lot of people won't know what to talk about. So I went on and got they have an incredible video you gave me a link to that tells about it. So I'm going to throw this up to let people that are on the blog get a chance to hear what Nations of Coach is about, then we're going to find out what you're into. So let's get ready for that blog. It's about three minutes here. Enjoy this, if you would. Jim Haney, the Executive Director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches, dreamed of launching a ministry that would support coaches spiritually and professionally. It would pour back in their marriages, and it would help them with mentoring or care development student athletes. He understood and knew the power of a coach and also the influence that they have, not only in the world of just basketball, but ultimately of the world. Mr. Haney understood why basketball is invented, and his ultimate desire was to take the game back. Dr. James Naismith was a Bible teacher and PE teacher at the YMCA. In 1891, they came to James, and they said, James, we gotta have something for the young men to do in the wintertime. 
James began to pray and said, God, give me something that will bring young men to you. And he invented the game of basketball. I think if a young coach came, or any coach came to me and said he was thinking about getting involved with nations of coaches, I'd tell him it's one of the most important things he could possibly do. Uh, nations of coaches uh, gives you that spiritual balance so you don't put winning and losing above uh, family and everyday life. And uh, that's what it's, uh, it's extremely beneficial, not just for me, but for my staff and, uh, and for a lot of young coaches that are, that are constantly uh, in, in the unfortunate, uh, the one negative thing about our profession, which is the constant turnover, moving, uprooting a family, losing your job, you know, things of that nature, and uh, their support is incredible. Today, we feel like to the degree we've lost our way. And today we're using sometimes young men and women to win games, to put up banners, to get trophies, maybe to get larger contracts. But our vision at Nations of Coaches is to take the game back. See, we wanna come in and we wanna serve a coach spiritually, professionally. We wanna pour in their lives, whether it be through a leadership summit, through a Final Four event, uh, through just serving them, not taking from them. We wanna pour back into their marriage today, whether it be at a marriage retreat, or maybe providing them with counseling or just encouraging them because today they're serving in a place where 77% of the young men they coach come from one of no parent homes and they've never seen what a true home team will look like. Today we're also placing character coaches on campuses all across this country and we're watching men and women do life with coaches. We're watching them do life with student athletes whether it be leading a character moment or doing a Bible study. Well, we've had many players benefit from Nation of Coaches. First of all, with our character coach, we've had scenarios during games where players have asked for prayer during games for the outcome of the game. Uh, from having a character coach and giving the guys a resource to reach out to outside of our regular coaching staff, just for spiritual guidance and for guidance on being the best young man that they could possibly be. And again, there, there are people that that come into your lives that help you stay on track, not let you veer too far off the path. That's what that's what these approaches have been to me. Ultimately, what we're seeing today is a shift, a change. We're literally watching God take back His game because coaches are understanding today who they're coaching for. They're understanding the platform they've been given, and that is to reach men and to reach women from the master coach to the gym. I want to encourage you, we can't do this alone. We want you to be part of our team. Help us take back this game. Help us reach men, help us reach women through the gym for the master coach. Nations of coaches taking back the game, reaching men for the master coach. Just incredible. Oh. There you go. Just incredible. On the dock with Pastor Troy. What an incredible video, Roger, on the nations of coaches. They've done a good job on that. Tell me tell me a little bit about the work uh, that you're going to be doing now as the character coach. When I when I went to the website and checked you out, um, <laughs> you're on the top line up there. I mean, you I mean I mean they have a lot of they have a huge staff, huge yeah. staff, nationwide staff, I assume. Mm -hmm. And I look up there and you're on the top line. I mean, you went from being the Southern Illinois guy, which <laughs> nothing wrong with Southern Illinois. We're the no. bottom of the state. We're used to being down in mm -hmm. the bottom. And, and you had like half the state, but now you're at this, at this director level position for this new organization. Tell us about your work there uh, for them as a character coach, director, nation of coaches. Uh, what's that all about? 
Uh, it's fun. I've kind of come to them after my career in FCA to kind of come in as a free agent and jump into a spot. Yeah. And I'm excited to do it because it's taken what had for me in FCA been largely peripheral to the, the larger part of my job. This was stuff I did kind of for fun on the edge. Right. And drew it all the way to the middle where this is all I do now. Right. Is to work to help our other staff find and then um, train and then develop character coaches, that is, sports chaplains, in those places. Our staff are mostly uh, former basketball coaches, so they are well-networked all over basketball. Right now, there are 1,093 men's college basketball programs in the U.S., 1,093. There's plenty of – the field is white unto harvest. Let's, there's plenty of room out there. What level is that at? That's from, that's from junior college, Division three, Division two, NAIA, Division one, big shots, all that stuff. Everywhere in between, there's 1,093 men's college basketball programs. We're after all of them. Wow. Can we find a way to build a relationship with the head coach – and then secondly, his staff. And then ideally, what we'd love to do is attach a care, a volunteer character coach to that staff to be able to serve the spiritual dimension of those players that often the basketball coaches themselves are either not even aware of or feel terribly equipped to help in any regard. Yeah. So we come alongside that staff to serve the particular needs of those players that they don't, they know they're not equipped to do. We, we looked at, in the, we looked earlier at front lines. You wrote yeah. that book to be a development tool for exactly. that. That was in 2020, but you're still with FCA. It's like almost the, the Lord was preparing you for this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, like Ruth for t such a time as this. Yeah. Remarkable that those That's things kind of came to um, fruition kind of at the same time. Uh, I've known, Tommy, who was on the, the screen there, and I've known him for a long, long time, and I frankly t said no to this job 12 years ago just wow. because I didn't think they were really well prepared yet to, to do what now we're ready to do. Oh, wow, and great. so I saw these things maintain my relationship with them and, and continued, and I've watched their ministry grow, and I thought, hey, they've got the stuff now that we can go after this. And so I'm bringing whatever I have in terms of experience to them and be able to shape the process going forward. And I'm excited for already for what's happening. What I thought might take three months to assess, build a game plan, kind of see what's going on, learn the people. Frankly, that happened in two weeks. And now I'm able to present a game plan probably happen next week and be able to say, boys, here's where we're going. Let's get after it. And then uh, to put some feet to the, to the, to the action and go um, make some things happen. And I think we'll see a great, um, great wow. development over the next few years. Now, now listen, what I, in the, in the video, which is just outstanding and mm -hmm. hope I will try to make that available. It's available in this podcast. So you can go watch it. Um, so he said in the video, serving a coach spiritually and professionally was mm -hmm. his goal. I mean, and, and serving them by not taking from them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can go back to episode one with you and, and, and this is your DNA is all over this. Mm -hmm. You were born for this job. So my note here is for me, coaches and nations for you, Roger is going to be your sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, my wife is different than us because she eats her <laughs> dessert first. You've actually uh, ate your course and you have filled yourself full of good stuff. And now your dessert is in front of you. Yeah. That's what's fun is uh, a lot of my colleagues and friends of my age, I turned 65 recently. Uh, a lot of those folks are retiring. Yeah. I'm, I'm hitting a new gear. 
Yeah. I'm just I pushed in the clutch, shoved it up into fifth, and I'm ready to go. You're moving. I, we talked about it in the, in the uh, Troy uh, Pastor Troy's mentor series. We talked about this in NGL. One of the values is that we want to get productive in mm-hmm. our life. That's yeah. a goal. But the real value is to get reproductive. Yeah. I talk about that in our church model, where I talk about. Uh, in the church, you, first of all, you want to get people to, they, they want to connect. Well, first of all, they seekers, people want to come to the church. Sure. They seek interest. Then they connect mm-hmm. and, and, and they become worshipers and, and users. But really the goal then is to get them out of the eye centric and get them into the serve centric yeah. and they become ministers. They begin to minister, serve on teams and stuff. But the ultimate goal is not just productivity. The, multi, the ultimate goal is to get them into, to be disciples. A disciple is somebody that makes other disciples. Yeah. They go and baptize, they teach you, you, you've got the same model going on here because now what you're doing is you've spent a life kind of equipping people and all that stuff, but now you're really going to be spending your effort at reproduction of character coaches, Yeah, which can really, if you just think about it, geometrically or, or mathematically, can just really lengthen your, your reach. Uh, even though we're, we're getting older and grayer and we probably need longer, we need senior drivers to play golf now, uh, <laughs> you're actually going to be able to lengthen your, your swing now. What's been fun is in, in the discussion with these guys, I was like, guys, I can probably continue to fulfill my purpose of, the, of God's calling in FCA, and I think I could probably work out my career there. But when the more we talked, the more I thought I could do it better in this role, yeah. simply because I was doing these things on the edge of my role, and now it becomes absolutely central to what I do. And when I asked them, I said, guys, I've got all these relationships for all these years in FCA in the U.S. and abroad now. How shall I treat this if they say, hey, can you come help us do this? They said, Oh, certainly. Go help them. We're not trying to brand name everything. We're not trying to own right. the process. We want you to grow this form of ministry. We're not all that concerned about whose brand name is on it. Great. Help them grow it. I say, yes, sir. You're That's talking great. my language. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of with SCA, you kind of worked in the sandbox, and you built a lot of stuff that came out of the sandbox. Mm-hmm. And then this box here is it. The, it is the sandbox. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch you ahead. What do you what, what are you what what are you learning? What are you seeing uh, right now? What what do you think the days ahead will be? I know you're just getting started here, but just give me a little give me a little prophetic insight here. Yeah. The best that a Baptist can do. Yeah. I'm looking at um, the world of college basketball, and I've been around it some, and I've learned a lot of it. But suddenly, it's going to be my number one province, and so I have to yeah. study more there as to what makes that culture work the way it does, and how do we communicate it in a most effectively. And I'm seeing some of those things happen just because the last couple of years I've been serving with men's basketball at SIU, right. and I'm watching that happen. And as I connect with some of my colleagues now, the new colleagues, I'm saying, here's what I've done with team, team and they go. Oh, that's a good idea. And so I'm finding some of the things we've experimented with at Southern within basketball or within football or other things. I'm able to pull some of those resources in. They go, oh, that's a really good idea. And so I think we're going to be able to kind of up their game a bit and at the same time um, help them be even more effective than they have. And I'm sure some of these things down the road would, would be able to translate into other sports and oh, other sure. things down the road. And so, cause I just, I just, I just, there's so much similarity in coaching. We, will we see you blogging anymore? Will we see you writing anymore? Are you done with that stuff? Nope. I'm, uh, this is part of my process is to 
read and to think and to process. And then the way I try to give expression of that stuff is through that weekly blog. I've paused it for a while just because I'm listening a lot. I'm reading a lot. I'm learning a lot. And then I want to be able to then express myself as I have something banked in my yeah. head in a sense. Yeah. Anytime you, you change teams, if you move up in leagues or whatever, you go into the team, you got to learn the new genre and the new, the new ethos of that. And exactly. you know, your skills are still there and your experience is still there and you got to find the rhythm of that. And you, I'm sure you're going to find the rhythm really, really quick here because you can just see from from your writing, Roger, you're just kind of rolling into it. Just finding that ethos again is going to yeah, be there. And for my haphazard way of writing, it's been largely because some thought is germinated and goes, bang, this is the thing. It's like that conversation about coaches and wives. And I thought, we can write that. But sure. it, it was that conversation that brought it up. It was my conversation with my colleague in Great Britain saying, we ought to write something very practical for sports chaplains so they know how to go about things. And I thought, I can do that. And, but it takes that kind of initiation uh, for me to jump in on it. Well, just amazing. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to do there. Let me just say this. Roger is the character coach director for Nation of Coaches. You can check that out at nationsofcoaches.com. You can reach out to Roger email Roger Leip at nation, rleip at nationsofcoaches.com. And if you guys want to support that organization, go find out. Go to their donate link at the top of their page, and, and you can find out more about what they're doing and, and how to be involved with that. That's exciting. And just, again, I want to remind you, Roger has published a lot of stuff there. You can get to his links at crosstrainingpublishing.com. And you can search by Roger Light, or you can hit backslash catalog and you can get the details there. That'll be in our show notes as well and also on our social media links. And we'll have all his blog sites up as well. And we're going to be back in section four of this FCA and Nation of Coaches series. And it's going to get dynamic, it's going to get crazy in this place. We got three more coaches coming in. We're going to crowd in around this incredible cottonwood table here on the dock. And we are going to get rich because we are bringing three of the most amazing coaches from our region in. And they are going to delight us and we're going to find out how how the coaching has moved into the head coaches you know these guys are all inspired they're great leaders yeah. but it's going to be here to we're going to hear their perspective on some of this and i think you're going to get excited to see that the work roger's doing is very contagious it's contagious at the local level mm-hmm. it's contagious even down at the, the little leagues and once again i want to remind you going back to the books get some of these books just buy a bunch of them get them out to friend, people for christmas or whatever but you can also get them like like when the teams accomplish something or, or they're struggling just get some of these and, and pass them out. What a great witness we could have as Christians by, by supporting some of our coaches and athletes. It, it Coaching, the team sports are dying a little bit. Yeah. And and people don't want to coach today because of the criticism. And gosh, you can you can coach a little league sport and be destroyed on the internet and Facebook yeah. these days. So let's get out and encourage coaches. Let's support them, give them resources, and pray for them. So by the way, come back. Part four will be coming up soon. Watch for that on our On The Dock here. Don't forget On The Dock. Dot .org all the details links are there available to you as well you can find all of our sites and all that on there you can also watch us there as well and you can email us anytime for any information at info at on the doc Dot .org and watch us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and Sermonet. And don't forget our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. And if you got questions, you can't find something, just let us know. Got comments or things you want to share. If you want a testimony about, man, how an FCA chaplain or character coach blessed you, we'd love to have that. We'll share that with Roger as well. And when you find those platforms, do me a favor, get on them, try some of them out. And when you get there, hit subscribe, like, notify, share, tell other people. Roger, we got to get, when we get these 
these up, you have to get these out to your network. No doubt. We could get people maybe in Central America watching, although we won't oh, transcribe in Spanish. Dudes in Russia. Yeah, the dudes in Russia. We'd love to have that. Mm -hmm. And we're looking forward to having you help us get the word out as well. And, and by the way, you can go check out our partner site, Patreon, and you can become an On The Dock partner there. Check that out directly by going to Patreon and looking up On The Dock, or you can go through our website at onthedock.org and link to that. And by the way, if you don't go to church, we'd love to have you at Southern Illinois here at Marion. We're campus-based here called Community Faith Church. Love to have you. It's our host site. It's 10 o'clock on Sunday, 6.30 on Wednesdays. You can always find us. If you can't get here, you're too far away, you just want to check us out. You know, I, some people don't go anywhere until they check it out online. You can look at us at coftv.com. You can watch us on Facebook or YouTube. We've got our archives there. We've also got a channel on SermonNet. We would love to have you at, at Community Faith Church here in Southern Illinois if you don't have a church home. Roger, again, thank you so thank much. You, Looking forward to the next two. Can't you're going to move off great. the guest you're going to be the co-host and we're going to bring in three power swingers hey matter of fact let me just th let me throw these up as we sign off uh, this afternoon roger we're going to have the these these guys here coach carrie martin coach nathan emmerich and coach shane gardner in on the dock don't miss episode number four of fca nation of coaches come back and see us soon we love you and we want you back on the dock with pastor